come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get aesthetic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie and welcome. No, Bon Beanie and thank you for joining us on another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And hopefully you guys didn't see what I just saw because our intro video to me just looked like a ship flashing back and forth. I don't know if that is what you guys saw, but that's what it looked like on my screen, on Kimbra's screen, which is like what we're running this from. It, it played as per normal, but um, that was weird. Yeah, it was. That was very weird. Thank you, StreamYard. Thank you <laughs> for that. So, yeah, welcome to tonight's episode of the podcast. We do have our very good friends, Mallory and Andrew, on tonight to talk about Alaska. But um, before we get into that, I feel like we should cover a couple things. What are we covering? Are you cold? Do you need a blanket? Not, no. No, I the, the normal stuff. For a start. Oh, like you want to talk about some things. There you go. Okay. Well, what if we talk about this thing here? A group cruise? A group cruise. A cruise with a group? A group of people. And it's going to leave from Tampa on March 12th and return to Tampa on March 19th in 2023. Where's it leaving from, Matt? I said from Tampa. Where's it leaving on? The, that would be the Carnival Pride, Kimber. <laughs> and hey, speaking of Pride, let's say Happy Pride Month. For That's right, because it's June, the beginning and, of June. Yes, yes. So we, which we, means we got it just in time. That's right. So let's celebrate Pride Month all month long, and um, yeah, we can celebrate Pride Month on our cruise too, even though it's in March. That's what I say. Double yeah. Pride Month. We'll be very proud of that. And and that cruise is going to the Cayman Islands. It's going to Roatan. It's going to Belize and it's going to Cozumel. And it's going to be a lot of fun. How can that be booked? It can be booked through fantastictravel at gmail.com. That's fantastictravel at gmail.com. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and one more little uh, public service announcement, okay? Uh, this is kind of a, just something I feel like I have to say. It has nothing to do with cruising. I have no idea what this is. I'm angry, Kimbra. What did I do this time? It wasn't you this time. This. So, so that's, <laughs> no, it, it wasn't you. No, I, I, I feel like I have to talk about alligators for a second. Oh yeah, because I'm angry I'm very too. distraught. We had um, a one of the very rare alligator attack and fatalities happen right across the bay from us in Largo this week, and um, I feel for the guy. He was a uh, he was unfortunately he was he was a homeless man, um, but this is what happened. He went he he goes to this park or he went to this park where frisbee golf was is a common thing and he would commonly go out into the water and retrieve frisbee golf frisbees which are quite pricey yes for a disc of plastic and he would offer the services for a for a fee which he was told by 
park officials, police officers, and maybe other people not to do because there's it's loaded with alligators and then there are signs and he did it anyway and he did it at night and he got attacked and killed by an alligator, which is very sad. But the response was that uh, trappers went out, captured two random alligators from the park, killed them, did necropsies on them. They were not the alligator that attacked him. So two alligators just died because this guy did something extraordinarily irresponsible. And I feel for the guy, I do. But at the same time, I feel like that's somebody um, carelessly strolling in front of a train and then you shoot the conductor. I just don't, it just, it just makes me angry. Be responsible people. Okay. This was not the alligator's fault. Not even close. Anyway, that's enough of that. I just had to get that out. If you're in Florida, be respectful of these animals. Don't feed them. Stay a safe distance from them. And do not go in the water with them, especially at night, because that's just stupid. So, Also, it's mating season right now. It is mating season right now. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. That's not really where I was going with that, but yeah. Alligators are more like... I mean, that's, that's my bellow sound. You have your baby alligator sound too. You know, there was the first day. So, so at the aquarium, uh, this is the first week of our summer camp. And I helped with check-in on our first day, which was Tuesday. And there was uh, one of our campers who's been there a couple years now. And she came up to the table and said, I've been practicing my baby alligator sound. <laughs> And it sounded pretty, pretty darn good. good. Pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That is pretty awesome. Uh, on the on the flip side, I got to do my second um, make a wish meet and greet with a with a kid and a, and their and their family with an alligator that I've done in the last couple months, and that was really cool because the family was from South Carolina and um, they're all big herp people, which is herp is herpetology reptile, so. So I didn't know if they even care about the alligator. Like, I don't know. And then then these people were like, they were like, want to talk my ear off and ask questions. And it was, it was awesome. So that was cool. That was fun. All right. Any, anything else we need to cover before we. um... No, I think, I think we should bring on the people that everyone's here to actually. I agree. I agree. Let's bring them on Mallory and Andrew all the way from freezing cold, Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not not cold right now though, right? No, it was like seventy six today, so it's not seventy six. That's cold. That's like <laughs> that's like our apartment. It's perfect. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's, off. That's fun. It's seventy three here. It's warmer in Wisconsin. Well, they said it was seventy six today. It might not be right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. It was like one hundred and fifty three here today. Okay. Yeah. It was hot. It wasn't really one hundred fifty three, but it was hot. Like we, we tried to go out and walk at lunch and I was like, we went out and I was like, this is not a thing that's going to happen today because I don't really want to die. So we did walk a little bit. We walked to the Publix Publix. and bought like something to drink to replenish all the sweat that we lost on the way to the very short walk to the grocery store. By the way, if you're cruising out of Tampa, there is a Publix Greenwise with an easy walking distance that is going to give you um, cheaper food than the little Spartan Wharf restaurants in 
Somewhat, it's, depending on what you get. Well, yeah, but I mean, well, it's still cheaper than the sparkling work because those things are like yeah. crazy expensive. Except BurgerFi. BurgerFi's okay. Anyway, look, why are we talking about this? We've got Mallory and Andrew here to talk about <laughs> Alaska. You guys have, first of all, you guys have been to Alaska twice, we found out. Yep. Yes. And, and this most recent time was on a cruise. So we're going to focus on that. But at the same time, I just want the people out there to know that you guys have done Alaska by land and once by sea. So we're going to see and maybe how those compare and contrast. So if, if things come up that you think are relevant differences, then we can, we can talk about that a little bit. But to start off with, what ship did you sail on and what port did you sail out of? We sailed on the Carnival Splendor out of Seattle. Okay. Right. You, now you guys are halfway from me to Seattle. You're like already halfway there, right? How how did did you fly into Seattle? I'm assuming. Yep, it's about oh, is it four hours or so? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Full not trip. bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. So the Carnival Splendor out of Seattle. What is? Let's start with the port. What is the Seattle port like? Uh, it wasn't a great experience for us because we were the first carnival ship out of there and, uh, they definitely had some difficulties. So we had just, just kind of like getting everything moving again and all yeah. Yeah. A, the longest embarkation wait time for sure. Yeah. But okay. the port itself is pretty, you're surrounded by fishing boats. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's cool. And yeah. we saw bald eagles right from getting on the ship. So, yep. That's pretty cool. So it's not like a super industrial port, but it's like a like a fishing thing. That would be kind of neat to see. And and you mentioned this was the first carnival ship sailing out of Seattle. Is that what you're saying? It was the first. I know it was a Splendor's first cruise since the pandemic, and the last carnival ship to sure, start sure. sailing. Right? <laughs> yes. It's the first one this year. There might have been some last year. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Alaska cruises yeah. out of Seattle for sure. Okay. All right. So, um, so that's kind of exciting because mm -hmm. it was, yeah. So Carnival's got its whole fleet going now. So that's, that's cool you, to be kind of a part of the end of that. And um, Carnival Splendor is how, how big of a ship is that? How would you compare it to like other Carnival Conquest. ships that you guys have been on? Conquest class for sure. Very similar. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So kind of a mid-sized ship. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. And uh, what sort of what sort of stateroom did you guys choose for this cruise? So we did an ocean view stateroom because the Belgium was quite a bit more, and we got a really interesting uh, room because it had two windows. So it kind of had an interesting. We had a little hallway that went to it, and then it was kind of wide. So, and the bathroom was on the other side, and it took me a long time. Like, I was always going to the right, you know, to go to the door to go to the bathroom, but it was on the other side. So That but, is weird. It, was it in a weird place on the ship that it I had that? the back of the ship. I yeah. mean, not like, not aft facing. It was side facing, but it was the second to last before the aft facing. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it was like an L-shaped room. Now, the, the windows, because I, I know Alaska is one that's, and you already mentioned this, Tessa, we'll talk about it. It's, it's a very scenic cruise. Um, were the windows in your cabin like normal, like were they the rectangular windows? Were they portholes? Like what, how big were they? Were they 
clean, that kind of thing? What was your view like? They're rectangular. They're the normal, probably three and a half feet by three and a half feet or whatever they are. Divided in two. Yep. Okay. Uh, they, they weren't perfectly clean, but at the same time, you still got awesome views out of them. So. And we were on the second floor, so you got to expect ocean salt spray and everything to. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It was enough that you could look out and see the beautiful view and it, and like decide we're going to go up on deck or something like that to, to check it out. Yep. And because our cruise, we went in May, so it was very early still. It was still really cold. So it's not the best time to chill out on the balcony, especially if the ship is moving. So That's a, that's a good cruise tip for cruising to Alaska. If you're yeah. going in the earlier part or perhaps the later part of the season, maybe not doing the outdoors kind of thing. How long was this cruise? Eight days. Eight days. Okay. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Do you have any questions? You're very quiet over there. I'm I'm good. Um <laughs> sorry. I, I took I took some some allergy medicine and it's like wiped me out a little bit. Um but I do want to say JT has said hello from the Mardi Gras, who was our oh. guest last week. Well, hello JT from the Mardi Gras. And and look, JT, um, Make sure to look for that special Woodford Reserve bourbon on the Mardi Gras. Yeah. Because cool. it's good. You'll like it. Trust me. So, okay. So it's so it's an eight-day cruise left out of Seattle. Um, how many port stops did you guys have? Four. Was it five? Oh, I guess. Skagway. <laughs> and was last. Juno, yep. Icy Straight Point, and Victoria. So it was five, but we only got off at four. Okay. Five okay, five ports, eight. So you had so then you if my math is correct, which is always questionable, you had three C days? Yes. Yep. Okay. And cool. three job, Matt. A brunches. Yeah. What? Three C day brunches. Oh, very nice. So on our twelve days that we had Four sea days. They only did two sea day brunches. Uh huh. So it but that a, was that was a that was a, like a Caribbean kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A journey okay. cruise. I feel like Alaska cruises is sort of they're targeting a different demographic. Although longer cruises normally would be as well, so maybe the brunch thing is is better. But that's pretty awesome. Uh, now, you guys mentioned this because we we talked to you briefly earlier in the week. And you guys mentioned that, that one of the things that sets Alaska cruising apart from like a Caribbean cruise, for example, is that in a Caribbean cruise, you get in, like you get a beautiful view of the ocean, but it's pretty much the generic ocean. You can't see much else until you get to a port. And then depending on which port you're at, you know, it could be very, very scenic or, or less scenic, but usually a little bit scenic. On an Alaska cruise, it's basically scenic the whole time right so even a sea day is almost like not being in port but it's all but you're still getting that unique experience of alaska does that does that sound accurate except for the first and kind of last sea day that's mm -hmm. true because the first and last one you're kind of out between alaska and canada we're not between the passageways and then you see the ocean but once okay. But for most of the cruise, it's like you go off the port. It's like, oh, this is beautiful until, you know, all night. So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what was the, what was the night view like when you got up into the Alaska area? Like, was was it, 
just so dark you couldn't see the land or was it um, lit up a little bit? How did that look? So counterintuitively in the summer, or basically after the equinox, when you go up north, the uh, the light actually gets longer up the further north you go. So when you're at the North Pole in the middle of summer, there's no nightfall at all. So the, the days are longer at the time we were up there. So is that what, so you guys are kind of early, um, but was it still very long days then, like long daylight periods then? It's definitely over, well, yeah, anything's over 12 hours at that point. It wasn't, so it stayed light until probably 10, 11 at night. So wow. Wow. Yeah. But when we were actually further north in Anchorage, when we did the RD tour of it, it was, you wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning and it's still like dusk out. So, oh wow! Huh. Yeah. Did that mess with your sleep patterns at all, or were you able to just put the the light lights out curtains or whatever they're called? Yep. On both trips, we had blackout curtains. Blackout so. curtain. That's what they're. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't huh. a show on either trip. Okay. Okay. Um, and you said it was cold. Uh, what What do you mean by that? Like, define cold for somebody that lives in Wisconsin to say it was cold. That makes me a little concerned. So, um, <laughs> what was I'll the temperature? Hold- so on the way up there, it was the worst because it was pretty cloudy. And during the sea days in the further north we were, and it was, it was in the 50s, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the 50s. And the water was real rough the first sea day. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then, 50s isn't terrible, though. Like, that's, that's no. horrible. Like, it gets a, it gets down to 50 in Florida sometimes. The wind, though, made it feel way Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. Then on the way back, it was sunny. So, like, we were sitting out in the uh, serenity lounge in shorts <laughs> <laughs> now is this ship have like a covered pool area or covered area that was good for viewing then or did you need to kind of be out on deck to get the best views no the midship was awesome so it's it's an enclosed midship so most of the conquest classes the rear of the ship is uh that has a pool that has an enclosure but uh, the Splendor, it has the mid-pool with the enclosure, and then the deck above it has hot tubs and glass, like, looking outside. Yeah, it's, like, floor-ceiling uh-huh. glass Yeah. with windows that crack open, but great views. Yeah. Did you spend a lot of time in said hot tubs? Not in, yeah. no. No, really? not in the hot tubs, but that area, we did. Yeah. Okay. Sit in the heat. Yeah, it's really relaxing. Oh, nice. Did, did they have different things um, than a Caribbean cruise? Like, I mean, you can get hot chocolate on a Caribbean cruise, but it's not like in your face. Like was, was the, did they have different food or drinks than you would normally find in the Caribbean? The hot chocolate was a hot commodity. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. Everyone <laughs> was, they were refilling the tops of the machines with the powder quite often. <laughs> Was so. it the same kind, though, as you get on the other I ships? Think, I, yeah. I mean, I would never get a cup of hot cocoa in the Caribbean, so. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had it <laughs> on any carnival ship. It sounds so, so good right hot. now. I've I've only done it when I've mixed it with coffee and okay. made, like, a mocha, like a free mocha When we were on the thing. Rotterdam, they did hot chocolate when we went into that, um, one of those seminars, and they put, like, some Kahlua and stuff yeah, in it. Yeah. That yeah. was good. Yeah, a little liquor. Yeah, hot chocolate. That was pretty awesome. Okay, what about the dining room? Like, did you guys eat in the main dining room? Every night. Yes. Every night. Was was the was the food menu on that 
kind of the same as what you'd find in a Caribbean cruise or did they cater it to uh, the Pacific Northwest and stuff like that or North I would Atlantic say or Pacific? That's the Pacific. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe a couple different things, but I don't know if it's because it was new for Yeah, I think too, like Carnival, they used to always have like the pork day, like special dish. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen mm-hmm. that as much as. Like the special appetizer dish, dessert and drink. Yeah, like they haven't had that. I don't think since they restarted that on the cruises that we've been. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know what we're saying? Like with the hard menus that you fold open and then it has the special port offerings. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like they have usually have like gator thing, nuggets and, and one of them. And yeah, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. But cool, they had, cool. I was going to say like the gator nuggets, it was kind of like, it's the, the special finds. Rare there. finds. Yeah, rare right. Yeah. That's different and, than the port. Yep. Yeah. And they still have that, but like, okay. Like you go to like Jamaica, they'd have like jerk chicken on the menu. You go to like, uh, right. Antigua or something, they'd have like a hot pot, Caribbean hot pot or something. So they gotcha. did. I feel like since the restart, they haven't had that though. I don't know. I don't remember yeah. if I, now that you say that, I don't remember seeing that, but. I wasn't really looking for it, so yeah. that's interesting. We'll have to yeah. look for that. Well, I'm getting on the ship tomorrow, so I can tell you about it. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what ship were you getting on tomorrow? The Conquest. The Conquest. And that was okay. my first cruise ship experience ever. And you're going to – and how long is that cruise for? This this one is just a four-day. Okay. Because you, you're going to be in Cozumel, like, just right before we are. Yes. So, okay. All right. Um, Kevin says reindeer sausage is common on Alaska and Norway cruises. Did you have reindeer sausage? Not on the cruise. You, could you get, would have had it yeah. if it was offered. You can get it in port, I know. Mm, and yes. I've been to uh, Sweden. You can get it in Sweden, too, pretty easily. And then on formal night, it has a it has a glowing quality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, okay, so this sounds like a pretty amazing cruise. Um, I'm, I'm interested in, in what ports you went to. So you said five ports. Which one, You said one of them you didn't get off at. Which one didn't you get off at? Let's start there. Victoria, Canada. And we got there at eight, after 8. Like 8.59 until mid, midnight. midnight. Yeah. And it was on a Monday night. Yeah. Oh. So we were like, yeah. That's no, an interesting time port stops. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. I wonder if they just do that because they have to stop in another country. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Last year, uh, they changed the law. So like for just last year. For just last year. So they didn't have to go to Canada or a different country, but like now it's back again. So they leave Yeah, because Canada wasn't I don't think Canada was allowing um, yeah. cruises at first either. Yep. Well, that's and interesting. So I could I get why you'd stay on the ship for that then. So that was kind of like another sea day, really. Then, and that's, yeah, we got the sea day brunch on that day. So okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then the other ports were all in Alaska itself. It sounds like. Yep. So yes. let's let's instead of going first to last, let's start with your. I don't want to say this to sound in a negative way, but your least favorite. So. Let's save your your favorites for the. I don't know if they're the same for both of you though. So maybe I just. It's okay. Sit. I'll go with whatever you say. Hmm. I liked them all. Yeah. Uh, 
I know that I still have more places in Alaska that I want to see from a different cruise. That's Which tough. one was the least exciting or the least like not to not to say that in like like I said in a negative way, but like if you had to rank them, which would be number yeah, four? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless Yeah. We didn't have that long in Ketchikan. Yeah, I think that Ketchikan would be the okay. So what did you do? Which which number was that? Was that port stop number one, two, three. Oh, would be one. It would be two, three. Yep, that's four. Four. Okay. So, what did you do in Ketchikan? So, we basically just walked around town. Uh, got some coffee. Yeah. Caught up on some work stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, got a couple cool views of eagles flying. Oh, yeah. Um, saw some cool totem poles there. We were only there for four hours. Five hours. Yeah, five so, Kimber's putting up a picture oh, of. Okay. Yep. Is that ketchup can? Yep, it's labeled ketchup can. Oh, oh, they're labeled. I didn't realize they were labeled. I yeah. Those <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I read them. So, so this is what you're talking about. Like the whole trip, pretty much, kind of looks scenic. Like you've got mountains yeah. and just beautiful, beautiful yep. views. That's pretty and awesome. We were lucky that we didn't really deal with fog to obstruct the views. So I've heard that it can get foggy and visibility can oh. the greatest, so you can't always see the scenery. When you got to this point, was the or throughout your Alaska trip, the water kind of got calmer? You said it was rough going up and stuff, but was it pretty calm while you were in Alaska? Yeah, yeah. In Alaska is calm. It's just in coming back down from Alaska is calm, but the way up there was okay. Right, right. Rough. Was the water clear? Like, could you tell if it was clear? Like, was it? It was more of a turquoisey. Yeah, and you couldn't see that. Like when you port in the Caribbean, you can see the the sea bottom a lot of the time, mm -hmm. but in here, you never could. Okay, okay. So after Ketchikan, what was your Next favorite. Well, you, well know, you said least favorite. To no, start. next you're going up though. Yeah, oh. yeah. Got it. Which, what's rank Skagway. number three? <laughs> Skagway. Skagway? Yeah. We did not do the train, but that seems like the most popular thing to do. So we actually hiked a lot. Yes. Okay. How many miles did it? Uh, at least seven, seven to ten miles. That's good. That's that's pretty <laughs> awesome. And and it, was it like flat hike or was it like a lot of elevation? One hike we did was a lot of elevation. The other one was a little bit. It's relatively flat so for me. Okay, that's that's rough. like hiking seven miles with elevation is that's a lot. <laughs> what what kind of stuff did you see? Was it any any wildlife or? Uh, the views of the ship, honestly. Yeah, they had a nice like a uh, kind of uh, lake at the top. So if you ever been to like mountainous areas, they have these really pretty lakes where it's uh, just like ice melt. Yeah, it's like, kind of off super... the ice melt. You just get like trees that kind of come up on both sides, and they're always kind of long. So. Okay. Were any of the pictures you sent from that? 
There's the no, I don't, I don't, it doesn't look like it. Okay. It's fine. I was just going to put it up if it was. <laughs> so, okay. So, so then what will be your number two port stop? Icy Strait? Yeah. Yeah. Icy Strait Point. And we all got to we see. a picture of that. I just saw it. <laughs> I think. Did I? I don't know. I SP, I saved it as. That? Nope, that's that the whale out of our room window. It says <laughs> ISP. Point. Yes, sorry. So that's a good point. <laughs> so we ported in Icy Street Point, and like the day before, spoiler alert, we were in Juno and uh, whale watching. And like, you know, you see the whales come up, and you see like the disturbance at the top of the surface. And uh, I was looking out the window, and I saw that. It's like, huh. Might be a whale outside, and then two seconds later, I like see the whale surface. I'm like, no, and she's in the bathroom. <laughs> I ran out and grabbed the camera, and that, that's yep. <laughs> so let's start talking about it. I'll leave it there. So, so Not yes, or anything, you know. <laughs> I mean, you got to put everything to the side if there's a whale out out of your room window. Like, come on. Who cares? Like, who, who cares? Nobody else is in there. Just you and you. Just go for it. <laughs> you got to catch the whale. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. That's the only one I see that says that. So what did you get? It's called Icy Point? Icy Straits Point. Icy Straits Point. That's one I don't think I've ever heard of before. So what, what is that all about? It is outside of Kuna, Alaska. And it is... It's actually recently developed, like I believe okay. right around 2020 or like the year before, where they put a lot of investment in to, to have uh, gondolas and proper docks, so it's not a tender point at all. Okay. So it is a cruise line port stop, not just carnivals. Okay, okay. And what did you guys do at that port? So we tried to do a bear hike, wildlife hike, but uh, we didn't see a bear. Oh. <laughs> so that was you can... the landscaping was really cool. And we learned about like the marshes and how they have like mud puddles, basically, that are super deep, though, and that the animals there know where they can and can't step. Like, they're of these oh that's cool that's cool so do people normally see bears in that port I'll yes for the yeah. most part yeah but it's okay. more of a summer thing i'm assuming okay okay so being there a little early you just missed you missed the bears but it's super yeah. scenic port and um did you see other cruise ships at at that port no no you're it has two banks oh okay Okay. And we were able to meet a elder of the Clinget tribe, and he spoke to us in his native language oh, about cool. the landscaping and just I I was lost for words. I was so taken back by it. I, I've never felt that way before with just 
it, yeah. Like I really, it hit me in the feels for some reason. The story is absolutely fascinating because they were at Glacier Bay. Yeah. You had to move there to uh, Icy Street Point. Because of Glacier. Yeah. Okay. And then that, the National really cool. Service yeah. didn't want them to visit or stay there because of it being a national park now. And so they finally came to a treaty where the government and park service built them a tribe house at like like the front of Glacier Bay, right on the beach, and so they can have their ceremonies and things there. And it just super cool. And it's I'm so happy to hear of this success story for all of the natives in the area to be allowed back into their homeland. And it's. Yeah, that's that is cool. Like indigenous people often get kind of screwed over. <laughs> it's nice when you hear them be able to get a little success story back, and uh, that's awesome. That sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah. That's like the kind of cultural experience that, that I like to have at these places when you get somebody that's really from there talking about their experiences and stuff like that. His name so, is George. What was it? George. His name is George. Yes. I forget his last name. So, your favorite port then was Juno. Yes. yes. And Juno, which which stop was that for you guys? It was the second stop, third stop. Yes. Second stop. Yep. So, what did you guys do in Juno? We did a whale watching tour. Ah. Yeah, I can't imagine why that would be your favorite. And those of you that don't know Mallory and Andrew, they're like animal people, like Kimber and myself. They're divers. They're very, very similar likes that we have. Um, so tell us about the whale watching. So we booked a tour, not through the cruise line. We did it through uh, Shorts near. Yep, and it was a much smaller boat. So way less people. And probably one of the cooler things is they had an actual marine biologist on the boat as well. Now, wait a minute. I have to stop you there. Did they seem like they were an actual knowledgeable marine biologist? Because I had an experience like that in uh, <laughs> St. Thomas where they were like, yeah, this guy's a marine biologist tonight. And he was leading us on this turtle swim. And so I <laughs> swam up to him and tried to have a conversation. And I don't think he was really a marine biologist. <laughs> Oh, she definitely was because she she uh, teaches as well. So. Oh, good, good. Then that is cool. He's a diver. <laughs> yep. Cool, cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. So is it like a small? Like how small was this boat? How many people were on the boat? A max of fourteen. Oh. And I feel like there wasn't even fourteen of us. Yeah, okay. Maybe. 12. Do you know how many people are on the normal like? Like carnival or cruise line excursion whale watching boats? No, but they have double. It's like the size of the boat too. You know, like, like I, I mean, usually, double decker, yeah. like okay. double catamaran type. So it's got to be like 40, 50, 60 at least. Right, right. Yeah, that's going to be a very different experience there for sure. <laughs> yeah. And have you ever done one of the bigger whale watches? Yes, in San Diego. Okay. And I mean, it wasn't sold out 
but it was like a huge, huge bolt. Yeah, because I, I know from being on dolphin boats quite a bit, as soon as somebody sees one, everybody in the boat rushes <laughs> over to that spot. And then, you, yeah, it's just like, uh, so that's, that's cool. So 14 max, probably less than that. Um, how long was this excursion? How long were you on the water? I should say. I think it was three, four hours. Yeah. I think it's about four hours. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you go a far distance offshore or were you, they just like knew where the whales were? Like how, how did that work? So it's pretty interesting because of the topography of like the floor bottom, uh, the channels are pretty narrow, but they're also very, very deep. So if you look at the, if you think like you see these mountains like coming along like the ridges and what happens is they continue into the water. So 50 feet from the shore, you can be in 150, 200 mm -hmm. feet of water. It is crazy. And it's yeah. just crazy to see the whales so close to shore. We're used to, you know, freshwater lakes here, you know, where it, two feet off the shoreline, you're two feet deep, you know. Right, right. Yeah. That's that is pretty yeah. cool. Um, so, did you want to ask something? No, oh. I'm gonna bring up this picture if that's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you've got some whale pictures, which I'm assuming this is from your uh, this is from that excursion. Nope, that oh. is from Seaward, but that's I mean, oh. wrong one. There are better shots than I got. <laughs> How about this one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the when I looked at that picture, I was like, that has got to be like the classic <laughs> whale tail shot. Like just beautiful. And I like the detail on this photo. You can see the like skin. yeah, the skin. Do you know what species of whales these were? Humpbacks. Humpbacks, okay. That's what I thought, but whales are not my uh strongest uh, knowledge base, so uh, I, I wasn't 100% sure. Plus, you can only see like parts of them, but I figured you guys would know what they were. So, did did you see any other species besides humpback whales? I, I know there's one kind of dolphin species you saw, because I saw a picture of that. And that was whales. from... Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we didn't see orcas this trip. You did there? Oh, so that was... Because you have a um, picture yeah. of orcas that you sent us. That wasn't from the Sorry. cruise. Yeah, no, that was the... <laughs> that was some uh, sewer last year. Okay, okay, that was the that was when you were there by land. Yes. yes. Okay, okay. So you saw humpback whales. Did you see a lot? Quite a few. Yeah. Five, six. Yeah. Okay. What's cool about humpbacks is they have on their tails they have very unique uh, skin patterns, so you can actually identify what whale it is and there's a website that you can like log the whale picture and like say where you were at and then you can see where the whale's been as well oh that's that's very cool okay. so you can find out who you saw and what, what they're up to yeah <laughs> like that, that is really cool happywhale.com happywhale.com double check that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool i didn't know that i knew that the whale tails were um kind of like fingerprints like dolph dolphin dorsal fins are like that too like in tampa bay there are uh about 500 dolphins that live here year round one of the largest populations of non-migratory atlantic bottlenose dolphins and there are catalogs of dorsal fins for identification but 
to my knowledge, there's no database like that. That's really cool. That is cool. Yeah, are you on that? She's yeah, on that's that. like happywell.com. That's yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's really that's really awesome. Uh, Meg is asking, do you guys have a YouTube channel? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have one scuba video uploaded and that's it. I'm, I take pictures and I just keep them to myself. Yeah, every now and then I've seen a diving video from you guys. And then and then if you join the Fantastic Cruising community, um, they often post pictures of their adventures there so you can see them in, in that case. So that's probably the best way. They're to also going to be on the Fantastic Group Cruise. They are going to be on the Fantastic Group Cruise. That's right, which we are so looking forward to. And for those of you that don't know, um, we have never cruised with, with Andrew and Mallory in there switch it like that every now and then but uh but we have hung out with them we went to crystal river like a, a year ago was that two years ago now it was last year was last right year? last january and we went to swim with the manatees which was amazing and then we went and went scuba diving with them in rainbow river so we have hung out with them extensively but we have not cruised with them which would be even better. well i don't know if it It'll be just as cool, maybe better. I don't know. The manatee thing was pretty. We'll get pretty to dive cool. in the Caribbean with that's them true. instead that's, of just in a That is train. true. That is very true. And and enjoy the rest of the time with them as well. So okay, so let's let's talk about uh, well, anything else you want to mention about the cruise that we didn't cover specifically, like any highlights or anything. We I liked our room so much because of how it was weird shaped, and we had two windows. So our bed faced outward, so we could just lay in bed and look out the double windows and see. It was just perfect for Alaska. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Um, yeah, the scenery is just relaxing to be there. It's not. I don't know. I feel like sometimes in the Caribbean, it's like you get off. It's like we, we're diving. It's not as relaxing unless you're on a sea day. But like in Alaska, it's like you know. Because it was a lot more relaxing. Yeah. Well, and that's probably especially true for, for people like you or people like us because we're kind of that way too. And we're in the Caribbean. We're like, every port, we're like, go, go, go. We want to do stuff. And then the sea days relax. But yeah, that's that's kind of a good point about Alaska is the whole thing is going to be a little more chill probably. Yeah, <laughs> the whole, yeah got that. That was unintentional. But yeah. uh, okay, so... So just beautiful scenery. I, I asked you this before we were live and stuff the other day, but um, Caribbean versus Alaska, uh, do you have a preference? Are they too different? What, what's your verdict on that? The apples and oranges? Yeah. 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 Just two different experiences. Yeah. Love them both. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of different experiences, Let's talk about how this differed from your land vacation to Alaska. When you went to Alaska by land, um, how long were you there for? It was about 10 days. Okay. Yep. So maybe a couple more days than, than the cruise. And you guys said you rented like an RV or something? Yes. So we flew into Anchorage, and in Anchorage, you can, there's, Probably at least several yeah, three places, RV renting big companies. Places. Yeah. So uh, we rented an RV 
And the first thing we did was we drove up to Denali National Park. First, we went to Costco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got all the food. That's, Costco, so, that's the one thing that they had to do when they came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mallory was like, is there a Costco <laughs> nearby? We're going to Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so we stocked up and had. We saved a lot of money, too. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. It was expensive, though. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Uh, Price-wise, was one more a lot more expensive than the other, or were they fairly comparable? The uh, RV was a lot more expensive. It was more expensive by yeah. land. So that's that's pretty standard with cruises. I wasn't sure with the Alaska cruise and renting the RV. So what what are the do – do you have a preference? Like if, if somebody wanted a recommendation on how to do Alaska, would you say – by cruise ship or by land, or, or do you think that they're both kind of equally valid ways to do it? You can't really choose. What what would you say? I would say they're both equally special. Depends on what you would like to do. I would say cruising is definitely the most stress-free, hmm. yeah, enjoyable, relaxing way. Um, if you have someone like a cool husband that's <laughs> fine driving this RV, I got to enjoy all the views. <laughs> so I, I had a good. So Andrew drove all the time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know that wouldn't be the case if we. Oh, were I right. know. Okay. I know. <laughs> so we need to go with them. And Andrew can drive the whole time. And Andrew can that drive the whole time. Fair. I think that just doesn't seem fair. But okay. so you and Andrew can trade. <laughs> Is it, I mean, is it pretty easy driving in Alaska or is it, is it treacherous? Like what's it, what's that like? It's not difficult. It's, I mean, the, the RV we had was like 20, 21, 22 feet long and a little bit wider than a normal trucker van. So okay. it wasn't terrible, but yeah. it wasn't easy either. But like be, besides the vehicle, like the roads, were they similar to what you'd see in the States or were they, or was it like snow covered or probably not for people no at all. uh 90 percent of the time exactly the same there was right. places where it's gravel and there's a few places where there was a frost heat where the roads kind of get very uh bumpy not bumpy or but like they like grow, broken yeah so it's uh the rv will do a rigid little, yeah it's you have to slow <laughs> down where, otherwise you're gonna get here in the rv okay okay so what are the what are the advantages? Like, why would you go by land? Like, what are the perks to going by land? You can be more flexible with your itinerary. Depend, you know, weather things that may come up. You can switch things around, stay somewhere longer. Yeah, reschedule something. Yep, just staying somewhere longer would be really nice for some of the ports for sure. Uh, I think the other advantage is like you you can go to Denali, which was. Amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a highlight. And what I know of Denali, sadly, is I know it's a park, and I know that Old Spice makes a deodorant that's called Denali. Um, (laughs) So that's sad. Uh, What? Tell me about Denali, because from somebody that's completely ignorant of it, because I don't know what is there. Well, Mount Denali, a.k.a. Mount McKinley, is there. That's the tallest peak in North America. And one thing that's interesting, besides the height, is you can only see it one out of three days, I think. Oh. So, yeah. 
you have to stay long enough to guarantee us that you'd actually see it. Otherwise, because of like fog or yes. Okay. Okay. So, so Denali only has one road, and at our time of visiting, um, you could only drive to. Anyway. Yep our our campground was Technica campground and that had a minimum of three nights and you were able to book the camper transit bus and they would pick you up in the morning and you could hop off literally anywhere on on the Denali road and hike and then you could do whatever you wanted and when you wanted to head back in you would just walk to the road and wait for a bus and okay. in denali there's there's very few actual hiking trails because the uh the train's mostly uh, tundra so it's super super soft so if too many people walk over it it damages it okay think yeah. you're uh, off the uh, track off a trail uh, hiking so you just walk wherever you in want. the like wilderness. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just the the buses that take you there and back also have like uh, the driver will spot wild wildlife for you. Oh. yeah, you get tons of photo ops and narration, and they do have another bus um, that's like the tour bus, and you get it used to be an eight hour ride all the way in the park and all the way back stopping several places um but this past spring um there was there's a spot on the road that like slumps down and they've been like adding gravel adding gravel adding gravel to keep the road but it's uh collapsed and so now they're limited on like no one can even go past so Hmm. i think i forgot to mention that Cars are allowed up to the Teklanika campground. Yeah. It's 15 miles before that, I think. No. Oh, it's a camping. They had the parking The parking lot is further back. <laughs> no, I want to pull. Because <laughs> we had to check. The checkpoint was where most cars had to turn around. The first night we had to, like, sign our names in the guidebook. So it was really just. Tour buses in that big round parking lot with all the toilets and the boardwalk and I don't know. <laughs> but they limit you of how far you can go. And so the only way to see further inside the park is by riding a transit bus, a tour bus, or walking the whole thing. Or biking. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, bicycling. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And some of the buses do have um the ability to carry the bikes in front of the bus too. Okay. So but there's, you know, you have to register your bike and, you know. Now you sent a, you sent a picture of a moose. Um, was that from the cruise or is that from your other, your land excursion or your land trip? Land. Yeah. Land. So you, you saw more wildlife on the land one. Would that, would you say yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. And that is actually a caribou. Caribou. Okay. Um, I, I should click on the one that says moose. There we yep. go. I was going to say, <laughs> I thought I saw one, well, and I should say mooses. Or is it meese? I don't. I don't know. But there's some baby moose there, and that must be mom because the males have the yes. the antler things yeah. there. So I do want to mention, um, since we're talking about cruising and going by land, um, there are some cruise lines um, that will offer a Alaska by 
land and sea. So that's you, what, yeah, that's what my mom did. She, yes. she was commenting about that. They did seven. But I'm, for seven I'm days saying that then... because um, that is something that you can book with fantastic travel at gmail.com. <laughs> um, I see. Okay. Yeah, but but that's that's definitely a cool way to do it as well. Like Princess um, does that, and Holland America does that. I'm not a hundred percent if any other cruise lines do that, but I know that those two definitely do. I think they do, but the but the thing that Carnival Corporation offers that other cruise lines don't is that they have lodges and trains that are run by employees of the company. Right. That's what we learned on the Holland America. Yeah. Uh, so cruise. it's it's not it's not like rented out to someone else. It's right. like, it's all inclusive with carnival corporation. Yeah. So it's like a, like a private island experience in a sense. Yeah. In that, in that regard, which is really cool. And it, it just gives you another peace of mind, I think. And you know, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get top notch service because it's carnival corporation. Right. So very cool. Very cool. All right. So, so uh, did we miss anything about your cruise? Besides the cruise creature, because we're going to cover that. <laughs> we ran into our favorite server lead that we had in December for Christmas. And we saw her on our first sea date and it was just, we couldn't believe it. It was such a pleasant surprise and she remembered us and then we got to have her at dinner every night. So for your time dining. Yeah, so one thing about your time dining is if you ask to have the same server every night, they uh, will try to keep you if possible. So. And that's good to know because that's one of the reasons why I often shy away from your time dining is because I like I want that experience with the same staff so you can get that. Yep, yeah. With your time dining. That's a good. good one. Yep, and request them going forward. <laughs> okay, very cool. All right, so... Um, so we asked you what you would like as a cruise creature, and uh, and Can you I play the music. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it occurs to me that that little cruise creature clip, that manatee shot, if you're watching on YouTube, is from our trip with Mallory and Andrew. It is. Yeah, that is one of the manatees that we uh, that we we saw that snuggled us and stuff. So that's stuff. Cool. But, uh, no manatees in Alaska because they would die real quick because it's yeah. just too cold up there. But you did see another marine mammal that you were very impressed by. And that is the stellar sea lion. It's stellar. Stellar S T E L L E R. Oh, I'm wrong then. I spelled it wrong. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. Stellar was the last name of the scientist or explorer who described the stellar, also the stellar sea cow. So this guy must have been like in the big marine mammals. Uh, but it was in like, I want to say 1750s or somewhere in there. It was in the 18th century that the stellar sea lion was first described by European people, at least. And, um, and so this is really cool because um, there are, I think, about six different sea lion species that are considered sea lions, which, by the way, sea lions, seals, walruses, they're all in a group of animals called pinnipeds. And, uh, and sea lions are differentiated from seals, typically, although there are some seals that kind of fit the sea lion characteristics. 
but that they have they have little ear flaps and they also have some different ways that they can move their their torso or their tail and and, and their flippers i think are different too right like seals flop and sea lions walk yeah and seals tend to have sharper longer claws yeah and sea lions have more fleshy flippers so that's that's what I learned today while I was researching sea lions. So, <laughs> so when I worked at the Indianapolis Zoo, yeah. we had we had seals. No, we didn't. We had sea lions, um, and they did. They sometimes brought them out, um, and I just happened to be walking by one time, um, just randomly in the middle of the pathway, which was really cool. Um, and they had they had this sea lion do. Um, like walk like a sea lion or whatever. And then it said, um, imitate a seal. And it just like flopped down and like flopped around. Wow. I was like bashing on the yeah, seals. It was real funny. That's, so that's But that's how I like remember the difference right. is because I was like, you know, sea lions like walk and seals like flop. Right. Right. So now <laughs> most people that are familiar with sea lions, they're usually going to be familiar with one species. If you're in North America or the United States, and that is the California sea lion, which, as its name would imply, are mostly found off the coast of California, although their range does extend up into Canada and I don't maybe a little bit to Alaska, but their main range is going to be predominantly California and that area. But you didn't see California sea lions. You're talking about stellar sea lions. And uh, go ahead and bring up those, some of those pictures. They have some on rocks and stuff. Um, there's some, I guess, just, there we go. That's what I was looking at. Now, from this picture, it may not be super obvious, but these sea lions are bigger than your average sea lion. Uh, these are large, large animals. And I actually have the data on that. Let me bring that up. Bring up these other pictures or stick with this one for a minute? Um, Since you're talking about size. Yeah, go ahead and bring those up because there's, there's some really nice shots of Mallory and then and then also of Andrew standing in front of him. Where was this, by the way? It looks like you were at an aquarium or something. That was that place the you went Lake Center in Seward. Okay. And did they have a lot of species of animals there, or was it mostly the Stellars? Or? I believe they had harbor seals, probably. Okay. But, yeah, a lot of seabirds. That, oh, well. okay. that as well. Okay. So uh, something interesting when I was doing my research today on stellar sea lions is that I found a little bit of conflicting information from two sources that I would consider both fairly reliable. And that is one of them is, um, is NOAA. And the other one was um, from a, a government, Alaska government site. And it was the information was about the size and weight. So I went with the, Noah one because it's a little bit bigger, but I'm going to tell you what I read, and and then I don't know if they gave you any information if it's if it's the same. But basically, it says that the males can weigh up to 2,500 pounds and females 800 pounds. The males can reach 11 feet in length, and the females about nine and a half feet. The Alaska site had had those numbers down a little bit from that. Did you hear any numbers about weight and length? I don't remember anything besides the equipment. It was, yeah. I mean, I know there it was at least two thousand pounds. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's big, right? That's we're talking big. The only thing bigger than stellar sea lions in the pinniped group are walruses, walruses 
and uh, elephant seals. Oh yeah, those which are <laughs> monstrous. Yeah, yeah, uh, and but that's that's impressive. Apparently, they live about twenty-five to thirty years, and the stellar sea lion range is basically like mostly the coast of Alaska where like around the, the Pacific coast of Alaska. And then it kind of stretches over all the way down to, I think, Northern Japan. My notes say North Pacific ocean, Japan to California. They will go down to Northern California. I think they used to go further South. Um, but now I want to say that they're further South. They go is kind of around the San Francisco area or something somewhere in that in that range. There's some little islands, the Channel Islands, I think, uh, is what I saw listed. Um, they're going to eat fish and cephalopods, and which are cephalopods being probably primarily squid, maybe some octopuses or something of that nature. And they are eaten by, by orcas, by killer whales, and possibly swell sharks and great whites on occasion, especially the juveniles. Uh, they're a colonial breeder, so they breed in large groups. And one of the one of the words that I learned today was haul out. So that's a word attributed to these pinniped animals that come out of the water and they have their spots where they come out of the water, and that apparently has a term which is a haul out. When they're in the water or they when they're in groups, there's a name for a group of sea lions. You know what that is? I do because I thought I did, and I looked it up to make sure. So one of them is herd, but there's another one that's that's much more interesting. Do you know what it is? What does it start with? An R. It's a rush. No. It rap. Is a... Yes. <laughs> a raft of sea lions. Oh, I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah, like a, a, a murder of crows right. and a, um, a fever of stingrays. A rush would also be a good word. A rush would be a good word. Yes, that would be a, a fine word. But they have about one pup a year, and they're also they also sometimes go by the name Northern Sea Lion. No, that's the the majority of um, information that I found about the stellar sea lion. Uh, also, that their population has really started to decline since like the 1970s, and there's still a lot of mystery as to why. There's a lot of suspected reasons, and um, Probably it's not one thing. Um, did they talk about stellar sea lion conservation when any of the places where you were? No. More about like whales. Yeah. Whale conservation? Yeah. Um, apparently they're listed as threatened in some areas and endangered in others. And their population is doing worse in some areas than others uh but but they don't really know what the exact reason is or exact reasons are which is probably the case but um but yeah hopefully uh, hopefully they'll they'll figure it out and we can get them rebounding back because what an impressive animal to see stellar sea lion it'd be, the, it'd the be stellar, stellar. The, would be stellar the stellar sea cow is extinct those were found and I want to say they were driven to extinction by hunting within like 50 years or something like that. <laughs> Stellar sea cows were like these huge ocean-going manatee species. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, it was definitely within like 100 years or so, but it might have even been, been less. They were just, they were hunted. But that was a long time ago. So hopefully we've learned something from, from that time. Is there anything you want to say about the Stellar sea cow that I didn't cover? 
Um, no, but now that I'm thinking, I feel like I sent a photo of them on racks. Oh, we can look for that. And I think there's one that actually does have a serial number on them. Oh, okay. I saw some pictures like that when I was just like That's Googling stuff. It. That's those are eagles. Yeah. Well. <laughs> also cool to see so many bald yeah. eagles in Alaska. Those are the ones on like the the uh, buoy marker. She's looking That's through. not that one. We did that one. Maybe I, I didn't. I don't see that one. Okay. But they're like the ones that I saw pictured. They were like huge serial numbers. Yes. On them, like big, like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Ten. I mean, we saw from you know from the boat tour. It was. So you could see them pretty well. Yes. Did you see a lot of of the sea lions? I would say more in Seward. Yeah. Than Juno. Okay. We also saw seals at both places too. Yes. And you say they were harbor seals. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen wild pinnipeds because we don't have any in the caribbean anymore right. there, there was a um there was a caribbean monk seal that was wow. that one was driven to extinction in the well probably in the i think the 1800s but i think technically they weren't declared extinct until the early 20th century and um very similar to the hawaiian monk seal which They're, is in right what's that the Hawaiian monk seals are endangered, correct? They they are endangered, and there, but there's even been talk, and I don't think they're going to go through with this. But there's, I've even heard people talk about, well, should we? They're so similar. Should we bring some Hawaiian monk mm. seals into the Caribbean and, and reintroduce yeah. them to try and bring that population up? But um, that often does not end well. So <laughs> I don't think that's in because I think they are endangered. Um, probably not. Gotta gotta get them secure in Hawaii first. Right. Cool. Cool. All right. Any final thoughts on your on your cruise experience to Alaska? I will say one thing we did not mention was the uh the uh the arm. Oh Tracy Armfjord. Yep. Yeah, and that was something else because you have this cruise ship that's going up this relatively narrow channel for the cruise ship and it goes, Yep, there you go. I say that's a, and that's the picture we use. That's what I was thinking of before. That's yeah. the picture we use for the thumbnail too. And straight ahead was the glacier that the excursion boat got to go close up to. Um, that's something that the cruise ship offered for this fjord. So the only way you got to get off the ship and go closer was through that excursion. Otherwise, you were just on the ship, but still going through. And I wonder if that's one of the things that Holland America talked about as, as a carnival corporation thing where it may have been Glacier Bay they were talking about. They talked they're, about Glacier Bay. Where they're, sure. very, they're very restricted on how many vessels can go in there. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Carnival Corporation, because they've been cruising up there longer than anybody else, they, get, they got grandfathered in. And so they're able to go places that other cruise ships can't go. I don't know if this is a is the situation there, but because uh, yeah, you're right. They were talking about Glacier Bay with uh -huh. that. So if you're going to go to Alaska, I think you should cruise on a Carnival Corporation cruise ship. 
Yeah. I think that's definitely um, the way to go. Not that you can't have a great experience on other cruise lines. I think you can, but I think you're going to get more perks if you go through Princess, Holland America, or Carnival. Yeah. Sound, that's that's what I'm starting to think is the case. Yeah. No. I mean, they kind of sold me on that on our Holland cruise, but after hearing like another perspective. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. The only thing I wish you guys had done that you didn't do is uh, is the snorkeling in Hawaii. In, in, Hawaii, I mean, in Alaska. <laughs> I mean, do you blame us, though? It's cold. No. <laughs> shut up. I mean... No we figured it would be similar to all of the touch pools and tide pools and the tidal pools that we've seen in the Pacific Northwest firsthand. And it probably and honestly, it probably would be from, so, from the footage I've seen and stuff that it looks like just looks you know like, cool yeah. enemies and like sea stars and and I mean, yeah, I've never seen a sea star in the wild. Yeah, you will. You will. That's still so Mel, you'll see him. I, I bet you when you're on the dive boat going to the site, keep an eye on the floor because that's where we've seen some randomly. Yeah, in Cousin Mel, they're obviously a different kind. Yeah, one day, one day you'll see him. I saw my brittle star, that was cool. Yeah, so that's kind of a sea star. Kind of. Sort of. Can we say starfish? We can say starfish. We're not, yeah, I'm not at work. I can say starfish. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, yeah, if you want to do the snorkeling thing, you got to wear like a, you know, like a seven mil. And, uh, and they it, provide it, it, all of the, you know, they provide all the gear. I just yeah. think it's, I'd be, it's not it wasn't, either. yeah, it wasn't worth the cost. No, because they use like, we, we watched like a video on it and they use like, it's all scuba pro. It's all like, top-notch stuff but i mean they're charging you know a lot yeah but it would be it would be interesting yeah. to do but maybe yeah at that point i'd rather just dive <laughs> that so, would be cool you know, i don't know if they offer dives up there easily or not that would be an interesting mm-hmm. experience have you guys ever have you guys you guys have dove i know uh in wisconsin but have you ever dove in like cold water? Have you done cold water dives? Not that cold. Just I've done more lakes up here than Mal has. We were supposed to dive in Monterey, California. We had the dive book, but they canceled it due to weather. Ah, okay. So I was, yeah, I, I was kind of nervous just because. Very different. Yes, and and mm-hmm. this was back in twenty eighteen. Yeah. This was before my mother died, so but what uh what were the lake temperatures like when you did the dives in Wisconsin? Were they like super cold or were they kinda yeah, sixties, maybe upper fifties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've dove fifty degrees and that was uncomfortable. Like it was fine, but if you've ever, if you're out there listening or watching, if you've ever seen the, the Christmas story movie and the kid falls over and he can't get back up, that's like what you feel like in the wetsuit. And then, and then when the water wetsuits work by the, you have to get the layer of water. If it's a wetsuit, the layer of water has to go into the wetsuit and then be warmed by your body. But you still have 50 degree water, like pouring down the back of your neck yeah, all through that wetsuit. <laughs> It's a, it's quite refreshing uh, at first, and then you warm up. Um, Stacy's asking what the dog's name is. 
So we have they do. <laughs> we have three dogs. One is Finley, one is a Sully, and then we have a little dog named Solar. We call him Ding. And they haven't made an appearance. Let's do this. Let's wrap up. Okay. And then we'll come back after the credits and we'll see if we can do you think we can get any dogs on camera? I should make promises I can't. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, all right. Let's do that then. Let's take us out, and then we'll come back with the dogs. All right. Well, on that note, it's time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. video like freaked out again all right we're back and and um we have dogs <laughs> we have a lot of dog fans in the audience so if you are listening right now this then then it's not as exciting but are they, are they being too shy uh we're at the bar so we're kind of high right now uh, okay gotcha gotcha and they're, they're, they're not really small dogs, no. so it's not something you can lift. Pause up. Pause up. There you go. Come on. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> they're not going to come up here. Really? They're talking to you. Yeah, this is not working. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We, we got a peak. We got the dog use. Reno's sleeping. He's like, like he's out. He's sound asleep. That dog is done. He's just like done. He's funny because he like he goes to bed. We'll be watching something and we'll be like, "Where's Reno?" And he's already gone to bed. Yeah, yep. So you guys have three dogs. You recently got two kitties. Yep. And then you don't have them inside, but you have a bunch of ducks. Yep, seventeen. Seventeen <laughs> ducks. Yep. You didn't start with seventeen, right? Like some of those were born. Oh, there's there's a here's our our old dude. Oh, he's like seventeen. He's wow. Yeah, he only has a few marbles left, right? <laughs> but he's happy. So, <laughs> and and which one is that? What's that one's name? Solo or Ding? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> So did you guys, you guys got what? You guys got a couple ducks and then they became mini ducks or how did that, how did the duck thing happen? No, we got six ducks and then we got six more ducks. And then some of the people we got the ducks from couldn't have ducks anymore. So we got another five ducks. Oh, so, so they weren't ducks that were born. I thought you got ducks and they bred and you had baby ducks. No. These, no. We had, they all have names, right? Yes. Yes. And you can tell them all apart. Yes. Yeah. I see. You post the pictures and I'm like, they all look the same to me. <laughs> no. Muscovies totally look different, though. Like, they okay. come in a variety of colors. So Okay. I believe you. 
they're not like a bunch of clones. <laughs> like the Pekin ducks are. Do they like know you? Like, do they come up to you and are they? Yeah, friendly? they're very food motivated. So they ah, like yes. eating dried <laughs> mealworms, and sometimes I order like a thousand superworms for them online, and they <laughs> go crazy for those superworms. <laughs> Stacy's asking, do they have their ducks in a row? Which Sometimes. which six. <laughs> and also Sean is mentioning he's bailing out because the cruisers are going live and there's the audience. <laughs> I wish we rotate the camera. That's usually where we see you guys is on that couch. So you're yeah. usually covered in dogs. Yeah. Another <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so yeah. you're getting on the conquest tomorrow, Mallory. Andrew, you're not? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm getting on Monday, but we're Monday. flying. That makes sense because you're not there yet. Yep, and then we're diving in uh, Key Largo Sunday. Oh, okay, that's cool. Sunday. Yeah. So you're you're cruising out of Miami? Correct. Okay, that's cool. That'll be fun. Yep. So and then and then Monday through Friday. So yeah. what are you doing, Andrew? I am staying at home and watching the animals. And wow. Oh, there's the. Oh, there's oh. my six. Those were when they were little and good. They're fellers. <laughs> I, I just remember, I think this is maybe one that you posted, and it was like, see if you could name them. And you like had all the names. I'm like, oh, I can't name yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a baby picture, and then that picture, because they look so different as they grow and their feathers come in. Like, somebody's uh, actually, Dan's asking, um, did, I think he's asking, do you guys find a lot to do in Juno if when you went? Did you go into town in Juno and do stuff? Or that's where you did the whale watching, right? Yep. So the whale watch it just picked you out of up at a bus and then they drove us there and back. We got to see okay. the Mendenhall Glacier. Yep. Oh, that's cool. And there's a, a tram that can take you up to the top of the mountain that has great uh, ship views as well. But it was super foggy when we were there, so we didn't gotcha. Okay, cool. Were you pulling up more duck pictures? You got them all. I. You got your ducks in a row. I don't have any ducks. <laughs> all right. Well, it is nine forty-eight, so uh, we should probably wrap up so we can go and watch down under cruisers. But we want to thank you guys so much for coming on again and telling us all about Alaska. I learned a lot in this episode, which is always exciting for me. I love to learn stuff. And uh, hopefully everybody out there learns some as well. We all need to go to Alaska. Now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Again. Regardless, we are really excited for you guys to cruise with us next year and uh, look forward to that quite a bit. Do you know bit. how many days until that cruise? Have you looked recently? I don't. If Sean was still on here, he could probably tell you. Till our cruise? He can't tell you when oh, our no, cruise no. is. He's he not going on that. October. We have so many cruises booked. It's exciting. We only have three booked. But that's three more than... 281 days. It's a lot. It's a lot of days. That's the down But you know cruisers. what? You know what? We only have five days until our next cruise. We do. Yes. So that's exciting. That's cool. But uh, yeah, that's going to be the uh, helping hands for cruising 
down under cruisers, spikers, crazy. Well, no, we didn't talk about that one. I didn't give no, you. No, a... but but I'm talking about that October. Oh, October I, was say, I didn't give you a count for that one. That was 133 days. That's getting closer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd hope it wasn't getting further away because that would be a problem. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It felt like they're all getting well, further away. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Meg's got it. Only 281 days because she yeah. will be on the. Uh, she'll be on both. She's, Meg, are you on both of those or just? No, she's she's, she's doing the meetup for the October right, cruise, right. but she's not going on it. Cool, cool, cool. All Thanks right. for having us. Thank you. Thank guys. you for joining. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll get you back on next time. Um, when is your when is your next cruise besides this one? Group cruise. Ours. That's a, oh, that's the next cruise. Okay, so you'll probably I know you guys though. You'll probably cruise before that. Maybe we'll in September or October. No, you got, you got a lot going on. I know uh, uh, with the business and stuff too. So, but. If not, then you need to make like a trip down here, like a little dive trip or something. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everybody out there for listening, tuning in, or watching, however you are able to see us, hear us. Uh, and thank you again to Mallory and Andrew. Thank and I guess we can go ahead and wrap up the wrap up. All right. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Cheers. Right. Thank you, guys.